Hey, welcome back to the Dollar Menu Midcarders present Circus Maximus, a review show. I'm Pistol Danger, he's Battle Cat, and we're going to talk about Circus Maximus 2019. So, terrible show or the worst show we've ever had? What do you think? Yeah, well, there weren't many people there, that's for sure. It's true. It's very <laughs> true. Uh, yeah, we, we're kind of on this one a little bit late. Very busy weekend. Yeah, you had personal stuff. I, I was literally only in St. Louis for 36 hours, and then I came right back to California. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like we had a lot of things going on. Um, so, sorry, this is a little bit late. And sadly, I didn't honestly get to watch a lot of the show because I was preparing for my big return. Yeah, I've seen most of it. Um, enough where we'll be able to get into some stuff. I mean, again, there's backstage stuff we can talk about. Um, yeah. Most people that listen to this were at the show anyway, so they know the matches were good. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I guess we can start this, I mean... The uh, crowd was big. Uh, Good size. Trying to fair amount. Uh, finalize, I'm trying to finalize the final number. Uh, I don't know if it was if it was bigger than March. It's right at there. March was 363, and we were we were close to that for this. We might have even been over it. And so we don't. It's like the cash register has these different departments. <laughs> That's how we keep track of the draw. Yeah. But. We don't have a department on there yet for the Patreon. Uh, so I got to add, add, we have 20, we have, we have 23 Patreons. I have to, I think we have somewhere along the lines of 12 that get the free ticket. So I have to look at that, see how many of them, I'm sure they were all there, but you know, so I have to look into that. Uh, when the line, like we give everyone a paper receipt. One thing I have learned with this, our crowds are way bigger than they were the first run. We drew big crowds in the first one run, but these are bigger. And the way we do door, it's just me and Deborah up there. And when the line gets huge, if, the, if you're someone that I know, recognize you're an every show person, I know what your name is, and I know you're on the list, I remember you buying a ticket. Yeah. I'll, just, I'll usually just go, okay, you're, you're good, you're good. You'll just wave them in. Right, so that those people don't really get counted. So I have to then, we print out the receipts off of the, of the little cash register gimmick, and we, were, we broke 300 with that, but I waved in at least another 20 people plus the Patreon. So so let's say 330 at the most. Or, you know, at the, at the, at the least. Yeah. I would say that's the least. I would say that I mean, we weren't over 368 because once that happens, we're over fire code. The building will probably say something to me. No. Um, uh, yeah, dude, they were too busy running stuff. pizzas. I think they're going to fucking count well, every person. That, that was the next thing I was going to get into. Uh, we broke up the pizza record, shattered it. Shattered. The old pizza Three or 68. Uh, she told me they sold 109 pizzas for this event. Woo! And they're good pizzas. <laughs> so what? to the point where they, they couldn't keep up with it. Yeah. And people got to understand, 
I believe it's Megan, her dad, two other guys, and another girl, I think. Yeah, it's like a five-person crew. crew. Yeah. Right. At one point, they had to have the kids take over running the popcorn area because they needed everybody in the kitchen running pizza. So they were extremely happy. We did break three chairs that I'll have to pay for. Sorry. It's it's worth it. And we keep packing that place like that. I'll pay for a couple chairs to show. Yeah. We're taking it out of their fucking envelopes. But yeah, we're still going to pay for those chairs. Um, but so, overall, you know, as far as the crowd, I was happy. I, I've i heard there were some stream issues. Or not stream issues, but some camera issues on the live feed. Uh, the, the video on the man's not up yet. I think that comes up later today or early tomorrow. Uh, he told me to probably be early tomorrow. Okay. I'll look at that, but obviously we always want the stream to be great, but I, I care way more about the live experience. Um, but so I'm not too mad about that. Yeah. I mean, we love you guys watching at home, but we got to take care of the people that are there. Maybe we'll. Well, that's the whole thing about. It's a tricky, it's a tricky line. Brand special. Yeah. It is how much people talk about the live experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... You can compare... I guess basically, you can compare good wrestling to good wrestling, and it's all good wrestling. But you can't compare any atmosphere to the atmosphere in that building. It's just it's not possible. Yeah. And that live atmosphere is... Outside of... Uh, so I guess that, that takes care of like all of the like non-show stuff. I can t- I'll touch on this real quick just so we can move on. Uh, if you're a Patreon member and you listen to us talking about the Chuck Mambo cancellation, you're probably waiting for me to go off and go into extreme detail about that. I'm not going to do that. Uh, I was asked by someone not to do that. And I'm going to respect that person's uh, question, I guess, or request. request. And that person somebody, wasn't Chuck Mambo; it's somebody we know. No, um, because I was ready to anybody, go. It wasn't anybody affiliated with where he went or nothing like that. It's it, somebody affiliated with Anarchy asked us not to do it, and well, we agreed to it because we like that person enough. Well, it's just a situation of look. Was it unprofessional to him? Yes. But we still had a sold-out crowd in that building. We have nothing to be bitter about. I mean, it didn't affect us at all. So what's the point of coming on here and burying them? Yeah. I mean, the people involved in that situation who pulled him know who they are. They probably don't listen to this. I, I encourage that person to be more professional in how he or she does business. And I'm just going to stop it at that and let's just move on. Yeah, so sorry. Um, once this person, you know, has no affiliation uh, with the persons involved, then maybe we'll come back and revisit and talk about how shitty this was. But uh, as it is, we are, we respect this person enough to respect their wishes. So uh, for, for me personally, fuck you, Chuck. Um, from everybody else, yeah, who cares? After that, who cares? Like, 
Isaiah was an amazing replacement, and uh, yeah, so there we go. Um, so in case you're wondering what he did, obviously by now you already know, uh, Chuck Mumbo did choose to take Impact Wrestling over our show. That was it. Cool. Well, there you go, Raul. We respected your wishes. Yep. I was going to say it was Jake Durden. Like somebody who had no nothing to do with anything. Like, yeah, Durden really didn't want us to say anything. Just start making, like, like randomly picking a guy who would have nothing to do with the scenario. Oh. All right, so uh, let's uh, let's count down the show. I I really only got to see the pre-show match, um, a little bit of Connors and Isaiah's, uh, the workhorsemen and besties, and a little bit of Gary and Jig. Uh, I really wanted to watch Beef, or not Beef, uh, well, Beef Six-Man too, but I really wanted to watch Mitchell and Larry D, but I did not get to see it. So tell me, where, where do you want to start? Let's just go down the card. Okay. You have it in front of you or no? God, no. I. You think we're prepared for this? You sap. <laughs> you goddamn idiot. Oh, sorry. I remember most of the card order. I mean, yeah, I remember the first match is... is uh, God, why do I keep saying beef? We gotta talk about the pre-event party or... Oh, yeah, we can, yeah. It was a six-man. Uh, it was a multiple-man. It was like a 20-man match. Gonna... Like there were eight people in it. Fifteen, you got it, yep. Uh, I mean, it was a fun scramble match I think a lot of people enjoyed. They got to, to see a lot of people do some fun stuff. And they got to see the return of the dad bod. So that was cool. Yeah, no, it was a good match. Uh, I seen, like, the beginning of it. I didn't get to see the middle or the end. I was working in the door, so. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the end saw uh, Sage Phillips hit a, uh, like, a big, like, uh, impaler double arm double DDT. Thing. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. It was good. Look good. Oh, looked nice. It was cool. I shot and got the wrestle again. Yeah. For Anarchy. Good for him. Mm-hmm. That was good. And he'll never be back again. <laughs> um, yep, and then Connors read People's Fortunes with Raul. That was fun. I mean, Connor is so good. Like, he didn't have anything scripted for this. And he just went out there and bullshitted with people. And it was fun. Like, Connor's funny. Mm-hmm. Back and forth that he had with Jason Klein. I thought it was funny. Oh yeah, uh, I didn't get to see it. Klein Rippendale. Yeah, he, he pulled or he pulled Klein out of the pizza line to ask him his thoughts on Raul. Because <laughs> <laughs> he knows that Klein don't like the Bears, and uh, I think Klein's response was something along the lines of, "Well, if you can remind shit, you already know." <laughs> and then he took took off because he pulled Klein out of the pizza line, which uh, apparently the lines for food were like longer than they've ever been. Fair when you think about it, let's say that the final count is somewhere between three three thirty three sixty, and a hundred nine of the people bought pizzas or people yeah. bought multiple pizzas or whatever. That's a lot of pizzas to be sold. For that amount of people in the building. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I was one of the pizza buyers. Don't, yeah, I, don't fat bought. shame me. I like pizza. I do too. I just, I've never bought one. Yeah, because you eat most of mine. 
I'm no, aware I that you don't. I think I eat one piece. Oh, bullshit. Other people eat most of yours, and uh, it, uh, it's not me. Uh, oh, okay, sure, yes. Uh-huh. Totally believe you. Cool. You know I'm in the same room as you as you're eating my pizza, right? Like, I see you doing that. <laughs> so, alright, let's roll into the card. Let's First roll into the actual Larry card. D. Yep. Larry D. Craig Mitchell. This was good. Really? Larry busted out the Larry D. Canadian Destroyer. This I was s- fucking awesome. I saw a clip of it, yeah. Fucking off the ropes, and there we go. Oof. Uh, Mitchell had said it to me that they're here, so... There was so much momentum and almost flame right out of the ring. But uh, this was as, you know, this match went as well as I expected. It was a really good opener. Uh, Mitchell gets the win. I don't know if people consider that an upset or not, but it is, it's a big win for Mitchell. Larry's wrestled for the Gateway Heritage Championship twice. So obviously this would move Mitchell up into contention. So, yeah. Go, Mitchell. Uh, match number two. Shibble was match number two. Uh, I don't have the card in front of me, and Cage Match actually doesn't have it up yet either. So no, you're, we're fucked. So you're, yeah, you're, you're <laughs> fucked, buddy. Uh, oh, bitch. You, you, didn't, you don't have the card in front of you? No. Can't you pull it up on your phone or anything? Or your laptop? I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you on my phone. Oh, um, give us one second. <laughs> Wait a minute, I know it, never mind. I know the I next match. Go on. What was, what was the next match? It's a trios match. Wait, I know it. Jaden Newman versus Cody Lane. There it is. Well, Cody Lane wins this one. What's funny is I actually watch most of this one. Uh, well, that's how good it, it is, Carrie. It's a good match. Cody's come a long way. Newman's got potential. You know, a lot of these guys is just, I don't know, the best way to explain it is you have to learn how to tear the house down. And you're not, everyone's going to keep trying it, obviously, because that's the goal. But you have to learn how to do that. And both these guys are still learning that. And normally when you're someone who's close to it, but you're still learning you're going to get matches like this that have a lot of, you know, transitions and maybe some stuff that you don't need, really, but you learn that along the way. Uh, so, you know, it's not guys like Gary, Fitchett, Parnell, Vega, they didn't roll out of fucking training school and in the fourth year of wrestling, they're just tearing the house down all the time. This was good. Uh, both these guys have bright futures. Obviously. Not with Anarchy. They're both fired. But yeah, they have not bright futures. <laughs> no, they were good. It was a good match. So that mm-hmm. match three was the trio. So, uh, Durden Shire and Christian Rose. Yep. Against Jim Nasty Boys and Big Beef. Big Beef. Uh, I, had, I had seen Jim, seen Jim Nasty a few times. Uh, this was the first time. Obviously, they've been in Anarchy. They did a great job. Yeah. Did a great job for Journey Pro the night before. Yeah. Um, this was a fun match where you had, like, you know, you had really fun baby faces. Then you have 
two great he, you know, heels in Dirt and Rose. Crowd still, you know, they're wanting to cheer Shire. And then, you know, you have a great heel manager in Greg. So this made for a great match. Uh, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Finish was really cool with the cartwheel right up into the UFO. Um, it was neat seeing Big Beef mix it up with like Durden and Shire, who are also like brawlers. Yeah. Uh, Rose, I mean, he had a fucking war the night before Journey with Shotzi. That matching guy, if, if you uh, haven't checked out Journey Pro, you shouldn't do that. Especially yeah. when this match comes out. Hopefully soon, because I want to watch it. I, I, I really am excited to watch that. I, I told him that in person. I'm like, I don't really get excited to watch a lot of matches nowadays. Like, I'll just watch whatever, just to study or whatever. But, like, I'm excited to watch him and Shotzi's match. It's very good. Really good I, I believe it uh, is. This was good. Sue Shire picked up the win here for his team. Uh, I'm not going to reveal anything here. but He did uh, die on his way home. From from Florida. Rest in peace, Shire. We loved you, brother. He uh, has some the demands for the next event that he wants, so all that will come out here pretty shortly. Uh, match number four. That's Eric Connors and Isaiah Velasquez. Yep. Uh, Isaiah is someone we had talked to a few times. Uh, this never worked out. Was able to work out this time. He was able to come down with Mitchell. Um, this is a good match. It's funny we say this every single time about every time Connor. We talk about a Connor match. Is even though he's entertaining, he has the bear. Blah blah blah. He can still fucking go in the ring. And this was very good. Bell to bell match. We see Raul get involved. We see a three D. We see Raul eat Raul a huge super, super kick. kick. Yep. Which I didn't appreciate. Isaiah will never be back because he put his hands on Raul. We don't condone animal abuse here. The animals can abuse you, but it cannot go the other way around. <laughs> but yeah, this was a lot of fun. Uh, it was a really Connor good match, too. And Connor picks up the win here. Yep. Uh, I think he's won two matches in a row. Maybe even more. I'd have to go back and look at results. I know he... He beat Rose. He beat Rose. He's beat Isaiah. Yeah, I think it's just two right now. So long as he's had those bears, he has not lost a match. Right. And then next up next is the match, match after this. that I got to watch. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, what a fucking match yeah. this was. God damn. Yeah, this, uh, it's crazy that a match like this where... When you announce it, people are like, this is going to be... People who said this will be the best tag match I've, I've ever seen, it was better than what they thought it would be. So I don't even know how that's possible. So if it was better than what you would envision the best tag match you've ever seen being. Yeah. And Real quick, I looked. Connors yeah, is on a three-match win streak. He beat Cody Lane before Rose. Okay. There you go. Um, so... You know, this was just incredible. Uh, I can tell you that the rematch will happen. Uh, we're working on it. With the, these two teams, will face again in Spalding Hall. I'm hoping 
to have that happen before this year ends. And we only have two shows left this year. <laughs> so I'm hoping that we're able to get it, uh, you know. Oh, my God. It, it, was, it was incredible. Uh, one of the highlights for me, mm. two highlights for me were, you know, everybody takes each other out. The whole fucking building just comes up on their feet. That was cool. Uh, there's another part where I think the besties did a move on one of the workhorsemen. He's the one, whoever it was, was able to kick out. And you just have both of these teams exhausted from putting in all this work. You have teams having to change their double teams on the fly because they're so beat up and exhausted from this battle that they can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> to me, that that's what that's what good pro wrestling really is. Is I mean, because number one, you know, able back the curtain a bit. I mean, we're not really feeling back the curtain. If you were out in that fucking crowd, it was kind of hot in that building. And it's even hotter in the ring. So, mm-hmm. you know, this match went 20 plus minutes. It was and good. The whole entire back 10, or are these guys just killing each other going at it? I mean, yeah, I think one of my favorite moments was, was near the end, or where uh, I think Fitchett and Drake were down. And Vega and Henry find themselves up, and like Henry's just like, "Come on, like just let's fight." Like he he's got he's got nothing left, but he's like, "Let's just keep fighting, like fight to the last one to the last man stands." And like they just started th- slugging each other out, and uh, <laughs> it's great for me. I love shit like that. Uh, another one was uh, their big combo in the corner where Henry hit these running low knees. And then Drake comes with a body, and I swear to God, he moved the ring. Like that's how much momentum well, he he's got. Yeah, we have to get another come along for that fucking ring. And, uh, we'll get one, but um, <laughs> uh, like if I can just be honest, like I really, as someone who has wrestled them before with Gary in Atlanta, I really think they're a fucking great team. I'm so glad they're getting like the recognition they deserve. But I love James Drake. Like that dude, fucking shatters. And yeah, you look at him and you're like. <laughs> fuck this, blah, blah, blah. And then he just blows your mind with what he can do. Like, James Drake is fucking amazing to me, and I love him. That's it. Yeah, I was able to talk with both of them a little bit more <laughs> at uh, at Journey and, you know, just talking the wrestling business with them. And it was, you know, they're both good. They're the most smart guys in the business. And I'll admit, I mean, Anthony Henry, we booked him for NWL. And that, that didn't go well. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to get it. The story just is he, he canceled the day before he had gotten injured. Some people at NWL that weren't me called, tried to like almost call him out publicly. It was about me. The injury. And it, it just, it wasn't, it was a shitty situation. Man. But I'm glad that I was able to bring him into anarchy talk business with him at Journey and, and I mean they, they they just fucking killed it uh, I mean I don't know if you'll see a better tag match anywhere else mm-hmm. I mean, it was uh, unbelievable Fuck, Again, it was so good. we're going to be doing it uh, hopefully sooner than later yeah. you know these guys do have contracts with Evolve so we have to work around that but I spoke to him at the show, and 
we're going to be doing a rematch. So mm-hmm. just a matter of when huh? uh, intermission happens after that. Because thank God we all we were all sweating from how good that match was. Yeah, it was. Well, I was sweating at a thousand degrees in that building, but oh well, because uh, they had those pizza ovens going because everybody wanted that delicious pizza. Well, that's what's crazy is that so many pizzas get sold, they have to use the ovens that are downstairs mm-hmm. in the locker room, and they didn't have to do that before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's fucking brutally hot in that locker room. Not only is it brutally hot, but we're smelling the pizzas as they get made, so we're just getting hot. Like, Chip Day and I were just, like, getting hungrier and hungrier. We're like, fuck, man. They just Each one smells better than the next. And uh, actually, speaking of Chip, when we come back for intermission, it's Chip. It's Kicks and Shit uh, with a new valet, and they're taking on the Diamond Dogs. Yeah, uh, you know, this one, as Jim Ross would say, had a little bowling shoe quality to it. It was a little ugly. Uh, near catastrophic injury happens with a Spanish fly on the apron. Um, Thankfully, I, overall, it didn't. It was, it was fine. I think sometimes when incredible matches happen before you, it can psych you out. And here we have three young guys and Diamond Dogs and Logan James. And I don't uh, I think maybe that the match before this kind of got in their heads. I mean, it got in my head. Fuck, man. And I'm not for like another three matches. Well, yeah, but it can. You know, I've never seen. I mean, I've seen. I've never seen a great promotion just have one fucking banger of a match on a card because there can only be one. I mean, this card. There, we'll get into it later. But there are people who would say that the besties of Workhorsemen had the second best match on this card, and it was one of the best tag matches ever in the fucking St. Louis, and maybe the best tag match that's happened on the Indies this year. Yeah. But there's another, another match on the card that some people have said that they like even better than that. So, you know, you can't let... Well, it's like you said about Cody match. and Jaden. Like, you've got you've to take the time you've got to learn it, you know? You've got to learn to be right. in these high-pressure situations, because that's what it is. Like, because you never want to go out there and be like, oh, they just blew the house up. Let's put the house back on, you know? Like, you want to go out there, and you want to be if not equal, better than what you they just saw. Right. But it was fine. We seen kicks and shit pick up the win. Yeah. Oh, and then we never said for the tag match, uh, for the besties, workhorsemen, the workhorsemen beat the besties. So that was actually the besties' first loss since uh, the return of Anarchy. So, so yeah, that was, that was a big thing. I have to look... Yeah. I have to look at my records. I would have to look at the wins and losses, but in Anarchy, I don't think Jake Dirt has been pinned in Spalding Hall since Anarchy's come back. I think he lost once at PWCS. But Anarchy, I don't think he's been beat yet. No, in fact, he, he beat, beat Gary. Gary. At yeah. So he's on it. Like this he's on a small tear. No, that's not true. Jake uh, lost to Larry. Lost to Larry D. Yeah. Never mind. That's what it was. I mean, but that was a fucking hell of a fight itself, too. Yep. So moving on from there, after this was Gary J versus Jigsaw. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I know Jigsaw had a really good time at the show. Yeah. This is a guy that doesn't take a lot of bookings anymore. Uh, so it's really neat to get those guys. I mean, Spalding Hall's become a place like where people want to perform. For instance, Bryce Remsburg, uh, he was at this show, did a seminar earlier in the day, and I had talked to him at Journey because, uh, you know, he had asked if he could do the seminar. I was fine with it, obviously, but we never talked about him refereeing on the show or nothing like that. Well, yeah, he was just in town uh, for, like, I don't want like, for, for, for his own reasons, and he picked up Journey. Yeah. And he was like, can we just come in? I'm like, yeah, man. Like, we like Bryce. We've known him for decades because of, you know, our close personal relationship with, of course, Ultramantis Black. So, yes. So, yeah, I talked to him at Johnny, and uh, I was like, Bryce, do you want to do something tomorrow? Do you want to referee? And he was like, well, hell yeah. Like, I've been, I got a performance small in Hall. Like, I want to referee there. Like, this building has become, like, a mecca. Like, like, people want to perform in this building because they hear so much about it. And this is the same thing here with Jigsaw. This is a guy who don't normally leave his house. You know, he just, he's been doing this 17-plus years. There comes a time where you scale back. And I don't think he had, this would have been his first match since WrestleMania weekend. So... It was a good match. Uh, we see Gary pick the win up here. Gary did this match with a broken toe. Uh, yep. His toe looks real bad. Oh. Fuck, it was black and blue and purple. Oh. Because I thought he was bullshitting yeah. with me because we were talking about it before the show started. He's like, Lou, can you go get me ice? I don't want to, like, he didn't want to walk more than he needed to. Which, and I was like, fuck you, man. Staying there. Yeah. <laughs> Gary doesn't ask for ice and stuff like he's like oh I'm fine it'll be fine but his toe was uh was nagging and then he, he was home yesterday he could barely walk mm-hmm. uh, but this was a very good match Gary gets the win he faces Chris Dickinson at Battle of Spalding and he actually had a, had an interesting conversation a very interesting conversation with him uh, he wants we're actually going to be recording something for uh YouTube soon that I'm not going to talk much about. But yeah, because you'll literally see fans, it soon. Fans of Anarchy will definitely want to uh, to watch that once it is released. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on from there, this was your match, right? Yep, the dog collar chain match. Yeah. Uh, this, actually, this match actually is, meant a lot to me. Uh, it's like, it's one of the few matches that I had um, post-MWL, I guess, where people could see that I wasn't just a manager. A funny story is Larry came up to me. He's like, hey, man, like you did real good out there. I'm like, oh, thank you very much. Like, uh, Did you watch? He goes, yeah. I didn't know you were actually a worker. I thought you were just a manager. And that was training on the fly. I was like, oh, cool. Thanks. But, I mean, to his credit, and like A. Steele said basically the same thing to me, too. Like, that's all they've seen me do for the past two years other than AWE, where Gary and I were on, like, a tag tear down there, which the footage is probably lost or something, I guess. Like, yeah, all people see me do is be buddy. And, uh, you know, I, I can't think of any work rate matches I ever had as buddy. As a matter of fact, I think I specifically petitioned not to ever do those. So, well, right, but this was uh, interesting. The problem is, though, some huh. of that's being a victim. The footage not coming out. 
Yeah. He had a really good match with Surge at PWCS's buddy. Yeah, uh, and Jake Durden, true. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> but yeah. a lot of that PWCS footage never has come out. So, um, you know, you've had good matches, but just people haven't seen them. Yeah, uh, it was just nice to actually have one, you know, like that they could see. I, I don't know. I don't know. The, the, I don't know the way to mean it, but like it just felt more to me because it was an anarchy. Like I always put everything I can right. into all my matches. Just like everybody else, but like here, it just felt good. Like you know, yeah. No, I was very happy with this. I what I liked about it. I mean, you used a chair or two, but just the one. It was it was a brutal chain match. It didn't have to have tacks and tables or doors. Like it was a chain match. The chain was used a lot. There mm-hmm. was a meaning with the chain. Yep. You know, there was blood. It was everything it should have been. Mm-hmm. You pick up the win. And remember, I had said to people listening to the podcast a while ago, to pay attention to this story, that it's going to be very neat. And if you were paying attention to that match, you know, you maybe... You, you saw know, that I came was, dressed as the Punisher. That was really cool to me, too. <laughs> there was some stuff in there that's going to affect things going forward so stay tuned and yeah always follow the details of the story i guess i'll give this a little bit away i have contacted john bernthal he will be at a future anarchy show we will be a tag team called the punishers that is what we're going for obviously uh and next is the main events the match that people said was better than besties versus workhorsemen uh, I, really yeah, I mean, there was some, I mean, people, you, it was either Workhorse or Besties or this were a lot of people's picks for Match of the Night. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this was incredible as well. As a fan, like that emotional roller coaster that I always talk about, the fans were on it for this one. Uh, you know, 90% of that building, I think, thought this was going to be the night Jake Parnell becomes the champion. Uh, that didn't happen. Uh, you know, Wyatt... It's so is, fucking is good, un- man. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like he would be a great wrestler at any age, but this is a man that's 41 years old. He probably wouldn't like me to say this, but people don't... It's a 41-year-old man, and people don't understand the amount of work he puts in outside of the shows. You probably wouldn't want people to know that, but I'm just going to say it. Hope you don't get mad at me. This Fine, he doesn't put in serious hours at what he does mm-hmm. and still finds time to train, has a new child that's has taken up plenty of time too, and then he still fucking shows up and just flat fucking tears the house down. And it's unbelievable. He, he tore the house down at Journey in two separate matches. And these were against guys, both great performers. Jay Fowler and Micah are both great wrestlers. But if you're sitting in that crowd, you know, you're probably thinking, well, neither one of these guys is going to win the belt. Wyatt is so good that he makes you suspend your belief. And people are going nuts for those fall. They believe. Either one of those guys in two separate matches could have won that title. And it's just, uh, at Journey, 
when we were out, we were me and Bryce were talking, and he's saying that Jeremy Wyatt's really good. I was like, yeah, I go, it's a fucking crime that this guy can't get on one of these big shows and show what he can do. Same thing with Jake Parnell. Like, I'll fucking bang this drum till the cows come home. How the besties, Jake Parnell, Jeremy Wyatt, Gary, how these guys aren't in fucking Evolve or a GCW on a full-time basis, I'll never know. I don't understand it. Wow. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that there are people you can say that about in every part of the country. But to me, that's part of the system that's broken when it comes to this. Like, you shouldn't have to spend $800 on a seminar in hopes that you get noticed and get picked to do something. Or you shouldn't have to do. Like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Uh, a lot, some people say, look, all these seminars, they're money grabs, blah, blah, blah. I don't believe that. I think they're legitimate seminars. But... There are people who can't afford that. And there are people who are at a level where it's up to us to fucking evaluate talent to notice them and pluck them and use them. Well, like those guys I just named, I mean, Jesus Christ, like, I I don't understand it. Like, so from my end, I guess, like, I think those seminars aren't money grabs per se. I believe that the idea that, and you can earn a spot, that's the money grab. Because, you know, nine times out of ten, we hear stories of people who, like, they go to do this, but, like, someone who was already in the carload with someone else, like, somehow happened to get picked. You know what I mean? Like, the the seminar itself, the knowledge you'll learn is not a work, but sometimes the person picked is, and that's not right, and... Um, so that's kind of it to me, but like in today's world, like it's crazy how much access people have to wrestling and fuck it. Maybe after this, I'll tag William Regal and give him a free independent wrestling.tv, uh, account and be like, dude, just watch Jeremy Wyatt, watch Gary, watch the besties, watch them. Like, like what, what are they missing? What, what, what do you need? Or something like that. But like, it's crazy that. I don't know, and maybe wrestling is expanding and I'm just not noticing it, but, like, it's so open now that it's, like you said, it's a shame that these people don't have fucking contracts anywhere. I mean, I guess to the besties' credit, they're always overseas now, so. Well, I mean, these guys are forging their own path. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, Gary, besties, Parnell, Wyatt, I mean, they all work places and all of them make, you know, decent money doing so it's not like they're sitting at home not doing shit. It's just, you know, these bigger play. I just, I witnessed, like, back when we were coming up years ago, the formula was you worked for your home promotion, you went into IWA Mid-South, then you went to Ring of Honor. So now, the thing is, there's a ton of IWA Mid-South. So what I mean by that is IWA Mid-South was a huge indie, but so you're working to get there, but there was nothing else like it around. It was the only one where now you have a ton of places 
that are those high mid indie like us and fucking you have uh, Black Label Pro, you have Freelance, you have Glory Pro, you have Journey Pro, all, all these places that are drawing good crowds and have good talent. And so you don't have to have it just one IWA Men's South for that. So now places like Ring of Honor, Impact, should be plucking from these places. And sometimes they do, but some of these places rely on you coming to these seminars. And my whole point is just not everybody can afford to do it. And that's my big thing. That, well, what about that guy then? Well, I mean, Chuck Mambo was on Impact, so fuck you, he did it. <laughs> so, you know, it's mm-hmm. kind of shitty. It just sucks, but, yeah. you know, we actually had, I had this conversation with Anthony Henry at Journey, where I said, like, guys get bitter or discouraged. Like, well, when you stop worrying about trying to make it somewhere else, and you just worry about having great matches wherever you are, a lot of times that's when you'll eventually get a call. And, you know, hopefully that happens for these guys. Mm-hmm. But uh, to talk a little bit more about the main event, I mean, Jake Parnell is another guy. I mean, this guy went from being the dude in the top hat to a part of the tag team to, I mean, it's Baldy Hall. He's a star. And... It was fantastic fucking match from him, too. Uh, there'll be some shit coming out online. He was distraught after this loss. Uh, that footage will be out probably Monday. I think Tommy's got everything almost ready to go. So We filmed some neat shit, nothing real long. I know we had talked about having like a backstage look at Circus Maximus. We weren't really able to do that how we wanted. There's so much shit going on during the day. We had very high ambitions, um, and we kind of talked about it. Like, uh, so, like, if you saw, you saw that we filmed Jake and Wyatt coming into the building, and that was going to be like one of the things that led into, like, what was one of the things that led into the filming or the video that would have made it. But we're like, dude, we're all pulled in so many directions. Like, so we just started releasing stuff as it was happening, rather than like put it all to one. You know, track and do the fast forward. Anyway, we have very ambitious things. Sometimes they always work. Sometimes they don't. This one didn't work, but it gave you more content day of. Well, we filmed more stuff throughout the show that's yeah. going to get released. But the initial vision for this was Tommy following me around with the phone, just kind of recording throughout the day and just getting neat talent interactions shit like that and we, we just weren't able to do any of that just because there's so much going on but we got some stuff that'll be coming out yeah so but that main event was incredible mm-hmm. uh why it picks up the win and i know for sure there are fans who wonder you know what what happens now I, I, you know who's gonna be the person to come at him next and he's got to stay tuned and see. He's got 17 title defenses under his belt right now, so he's passed me. I think he has the most defenses right now. And uh, he, uh, you know, he being Parnell, he is slated to face Nick Gage, so he won't have a lot of time to uh, 
reflect on this loss because this is a huge match too that he's got to train for and be prepared for and you know Nick Gage was coming back and last time he was here we seen him beat Gary so you know what wins and losses matter here and even maybe more so than the amount of wins and the amount of losses is wins and losses in big match situations that's mm-hmm. a huge thing if we can see Parnell beat Nick Gage that'll thrust him right back into the hunt for the belt you know yeah who knows but yeah I, I was really happy with this show I I had tweeted afterwards about our team like I mean, things are just things are going well yeah Tommy killed it Sarah killed it as always ring announcing and like she did a, a couple other things like people who weren't necessarily on the card but just came to help like uh the one girl who did the uh, ring uh, items back yeah, and forth. Yeah, she always picks up the stuff. Yeah. yeah. She's, a, she, she's a big help every show. Yeah. Um, so we always appreciate that. And, like, the guys who just showed up to roll around, thank you. Um, you helped tear down, obviously, always. So, uh, and some of them got into the pre-event party. Uh, Rain Victoria, who does it, got into, uh, went from ladies' night to managing kicks and shit. Like... So we notice when you help the co- the product. Speaking of the product, I wanted to give a big shout out right here to uh, our banner. Looked fucking good, didn't it? Yeah, I've seen it on a whole bunch of gifts. That bad boy was posted up nice, and I guess we can uh, we can talk about what what next is going to be bought with Patreon money. Yeah, I mean maybe it'll help people sign up for it. Um, yeah, so we plan because with the success of. Uh, Circus Maximus, we were able to take a batch of this Patreon money coming, and we are going to uh, get a new Gateway Heritage Championship. Uh, I actually like the one we have, but the problem with it is our logo is nowhere on it. Journey's logo is nowhere on it. it. Yeah, like that's all we want. We just and we can't like do like I contacted the place who made it. And they don't just make the plate, so we couldn't just do a quick swap. So it has to be a whole new belt. So we're going to look at that place, because they've got a lot of cool designs, uh, and see what we like. We've already got uh, our graphics guy on it to make us a new He's logo. He's already made it. Oh, is that what you sent me? Dylan's already done that. Okay. It looks, looks really good. looks really good. On the side plates yes. are going to be the logos for all the companies, LWA, PWCS, Anarchy Journey Pro. Uh yeah, look, we're not gonna. We don't got the funds to spend no, eight hundred, twelve hundred dollars on a belt, but you know, just the neat, you know, neat new belt. Hope to have it by the August 29th Journey Pro Show. We're gonna try to knock that out this week, Mandy. Yeah. So there you go. If you're wondering, like, why do we need Patreon? It's for shit like that. Um, so. Which is great. The Patreon's been way more successful than I ever thought it would be yeah got us a fucking banner out the gate if you want to become a patreon go to patreon.com slash anarchy stl tiers are as low as two dollars you start getting content at the five dollar tier which is just show uh, reviews and random things yep so it's totally worth it even if you're like oh but I get a month off but you still pay for it we try and overproduce our content so 
anybody that's on the Patreon will tell you we we put out way more content than we even promise. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's worth it. Yep. Um, And stay tuned because we're wrapping it up now. Uh, Tuesday at midnight, the big announcement drops uh, on the free podcast. So keep your ears peeled for that. Yep, that's coming on Tuesday. Uh, It's a big one, so make sure that you tune in because it is going to affect future of anarchy yep. so you're definitely going to want to check that out uh yeah tuesday at midnight or like 12 10 if you forget to publish it and i have to text you fuck off nobody even listens at midnight anyway shut up so uh guys we'll see you at the battle of spalding hall which is when jackson september what friday night september 13th uh i'm still kind of looking at front row i'm I think we're sold out of front row. Let's say uh, we're sold out, but if but we might have two or three. Yeah, if we, we have them, have we'll say they're available. Right. But for right now, they are sold out. Uh, but if you want to get tickets for it, you can go to battlespalding.bpg.me, $15 GA. Uh, there is a level on there if you want to buy your pre-party in advance. There is a $5 option on there for a pre-event party ticket. So if you want to do it in advance, you can. If not, you can buy cash at the door or get it for cash at the door. This month, the pre-event party will be a ladies' match featuring two of the competitors from Ladies' Night. And uh, Connor will be doing a fruit punch social for all the uh, fans to get to know each other. Yeah, because we've we've honestly paid attention to Twitter where a lot of people have said, like, you know, we want to get to know each other. So here you go. Here's Everett Connors breaking the ice for you. Right. And Raul. And Raul. So, thanks, guys. And then, uh, yeah. What? What do you got? I'm going to put over the news thing, but go sure. ahead. Sure. Well, I'm just saying we're at the 50-minute mark. We haven't saved in between. So, yeah, no, let's, sure, let's re-record no, this. Just, Keep going. If you go to the Show Me St. Louis Facebook page, uh, the new spots on there that came out really well. Should check that out as well. Yep. Um, until then, guys, we'll see you Tuesday at midnight where we release a the big announcement um, and a Patreon announcement. So, guys, we'll see you then.